Good evening, everyone. Um, Please stand for the reading of God's word. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was uh, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiance, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. You are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Thank you. You may be seated. Tonight is the fourth night of where we've been celebrating all month called Advent. The word Advent means arrival, where we've been waiting the arrival of Jesus. And each week you light a candle uh, to symbolically remember one of the things that Jesus brings or one of the things that he is. And the first week was hope. The second week we talked about peace. Last week was joy. And, And tonight I'm talking about love. I'm talking about that Jesus is the love that you're looking for, that Jesus is the love you're looking for. I don't know if you're like me, but I can lose some things. Anybody got some, you can, you can lose some stuff. Anybody? Thank you. First service, man, they didn't raise a bunch of liars come to that thing. Anyway, no. And most of the time when we lose stuff, it usually boils down to like three things. Wallet, keys, phone. Wallet, keys, phone. And usually when you lose something, someone says something really stupid like, where's the last place you had it? If I knew that, I'd just go get it. <laughs> but what's funny about when you lose something is that sometimes you can't find something, but you still have to go on with your life. You, you can't find your cell phone. Your cell phone. Like sometimes I can't find my cell phone. I, I, I've told you this before. I have this thought, I need to call Leslie and tell her I've lost my cell phone, which is really a weird thought, isn't it? And, and, and so, but you're going on with your life, but you still notice that something's missing. Something's not quite right. Same thing with your wallet. You may lose your wallet. And you don't, you don't know where it's at, but you're still going on. And sometimes you stop everything to look. You do stop everything to look, but if you can't find it, you can't find it. But you still got to go on with your life. You're still trying to figure stuff out. Your keys. Uh, uh, this past year, I lost my set of keys to the church. And I couldn't find them anywhere. Look, I, I looked everywhere, and it was so frustrating to me that I couldn't find them. And the last person that had them, was, that, that I let use them, was Lee, my assistant, my administrative assistant. And so... I asked her, I said, hey, did you get my keys back? You ever do this? You, you don't want to accuse them. You say it real nice. Did you, did you get my keys back? You, but your whole time you're thinking, she didn't. She didn't give them back. She has them. And Lee, Lee goes, yeah, I gave them back. I gave them, she, I gave them back. And I said, okay. And then I, got, I got, went back to my office and thought, she didn't give them back. She didn't. <laughs> well, anyway, and Lee's looking at me because she knows me. And I was actually Lee's youth minister, so I've known her for a long time. And she knows that if anybody was going to lose them, it was going to be me. Well, guess what? Two weeks later, guess where I found them? Looked everywhere, I couldn't find them. In between the seats of my truck, Lee put them there, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and 
It's weird when we lose something, and and the reason why I bring that up is is that sometimes, man, we're, we we know something's missing, something's not quite right. We're just not sure what it is. In our life, we we may be going through a season of blessing, or we may just come through a storm. But even when things are good, it's, you, you have this this thing. Something's there's something missing. There's something there's something that's not quite right. There's something I'm I'm still looking for. And I believe that Jesus is what you're looking for. And you may not even know you've lost him. You may not even know that you need him. You know what's funny about the Christmas story? The Christmas story is this glorious, beautiful story that Hunter just read. He, that This amazing, amazing story of angels, a miracle birth, dreams and visions, star shepherds and wise men gifts and singing and and I, it, it's it's a glorious it's it's a almost everybody loves the christmas story whether you believe it or not just love the thought of this this amazing story and what i love about the bible is that we have these scriptures about this amazing story but then we also have this scripture right here which i love this right here i just love this scripture because if you want to know if the bible was true or not you would not put this in here if the bible were not true because here it is Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, now here it is. God says, you're going to have a son. He's going to be the Savior of the world. Angels are telling you this miraculous birth. All these things that God says, hey, this is really important. I'm sending my son. You're going to take care of him. They attended the festival as usual, and after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Now, you don't get the full picture, but I'm going to tell you what happened. They lost Jesus. They did. Now, you think about that. You would think, now, if this was me and Leslie, and God gave us this miracle child, I guarantee you one, she's going to tell me, you watch Jesus. Don't, the rest of the kids, you fend for yourself, but we're going to take care of Jesus. And I don't know whose fault it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Joseph. He was watching football or something like that. And it's not in the Bible, but I'm pretty sure Joseph prayed a prayer, something like this, when they couldn't find Jesus. Dear God, you remember that child you gave us? We're going to need another one. <laughs> and I tell you that because... It's really easy to lose track of where Jesus is in your life. It's really easy to look at your life and go, something's missing. Something's bothering me. There's something else out there. And usually in moments like that, we try to take matters in our own hands. When, 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 when we're missing something in our life, when something's not quite right in our life, our initial response, our reaction is to do one of three things. Is we, we try to do better. Like if something's wrong in our life, something's missing, oh, I just need to do better. Or we try harder. I'm going to try harder. This isn't working. I just need to try harder. Or we say to ourselves, I've got to get it together. I've got to get it together. And the reason why Jesus' love is the love you're looking for is really the reason why Jesus is what you're looking for is because you don't have to do those things. 
Because of Jesus' love, we don't have to do better. We don't have to do better. So we think that, man, if I would just do better, if I would just do better, my life would be better. If I do better, my life would be better. I just need to do better. Whatever, whatever is causing this piece that's missing, that I can do something to fix it. I can do something, and I'll just do better. As a matter of fact, I, I use this phrase in my kids uh, when I would mess up as a parent, which was sometimes often, and I, I would mess up, and I would say to him, you needed a better dad today. I would just look, I'd just be honest with you. I said, look, you needed a better dad today. I didn't have it today, and, and you needed a better dad. And, and I would immediately walk away from that conversation with them, thinking to myself, Gary, you got to do better. you got to do better. I want you to hear me. You don't have to do better. You don't have to do better. You just simply have to let Jesus love you. Look at the scripture right here in 1 John. He says, such love, talking about the love God has for us, such love has no fear. We don't have to sit around fearing all these things that I'm not doing right. Now, here's the truth. I want to do better, but not so that God will love me, because he does love me. But I'm not sitting around scared, wondering what's going to happen, fearful because of, of things in my life. I don't have to think, well, if I just do better. No, we don't have to, because if we're afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love, that God loves us perfectly. He sent Jesus. He loves us perfectly. Well, the second thing is, I don't have to try harder. I don't have to try harder. And sometimes we, we say this phrase to people when the things don't work out. We say, you didn't try hard enough. You ever said that to somebody? You didn't try hard enough. You didn't try hard enough. I want you to hear me tonight. God's never going to say that to you. God's never going to say, you didn't try hard enough. God never asked us to try. He asked us to believe and to follow. And too many times, we spend a lot of time thinking about, man, if I just tried harder, if I just did this, if I did that, if I, just, if I put a little more in it, if I just... And you don't have to try harder. Look at the scripture right here. It says, when we are utterly helpless. Now, there's two words right there. It'd be one thing if he said we were helpless. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? But he makes it even worse and says, utterly. There's no worse helpless than utterly. You're utterly helpless. Now, let me share this with you. Helpless people don't try harder. There's nothing to try. There's nothing to do. You're helpless. He says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we we're still sinners. He didn't say, hey, if you try harder, I'll, I'll do something. No. He says, you're helpless. Too many of us are trying to earn God's love by trying harder. Last Sunday, if you were at first service, I don't know if you were at first service, but anyway, the message didn't go like I wanted it to go. Uh, second service, I thought it went great. Uh, nobody told me that, but I thought it went great. But... <laughs> I went better than first anyway. I was, I was frustrated. And, you know, I thought, man, I, I had two thoughts. I need to do better, and I need to try harder. 
That's what I thought after the first service. And I didn't kick myself too bad Sunday. Sometimes I can, I can do that. But anyway, on the Connect cards, the Connect cards are rarely about me. The Connect cards usually have prayer requests and stuff like that. But on this day, I, I read all the prayer requests. On this day, somebody had written on their Connect card. It was a young adult. He's 21 years old. He wrote, love you, Gary. Keep serving the Lord. He wrote that before he heard me preach. Maybe he wouldn't have wrote it after he heard me. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't earn it. He just gave it. Hear me. You don't have to try harder. God already loves you. He already loves you. Well, the third one is we, have, we don't have to get it together. We don't have to get it together. And we spend a lot of time here, I think. We think, well, if I just got it together, if I stopped doing some of the things I'm doing, or if I started doing some of the things that I, I should be doing, then maybe God would love me. Maybe I could earn, I could earn and my good graces back with God. Maybe if I've blown it, if I, you've made a bunch of mistakes, listen, I make them all the time. If you've blown it, made mistakes, you, you got a past, we think, well, I, I need to work and get back and, and, and earn all this back and get back in his good graces. And here's, here's what I want you to hear. You don't have to get it together. That Jesus came because we couldn't get it together. And the scripture right here is from Luke. He's a prodigal son. The, 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 the son gets inheritance of, from his father. He squanders it all. He loses everything. He's starving and he's working as a pig. Uh, he feeds pigs for a living. And he says, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, and he starts to think, I'm going to get it together right here. This is what I'm going to do. At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. He says, I'll go home. And I'll say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. Hey, I, I'll just try to get it together, and maybe, maybe, maybe he'll let me work for him, and maybe I can work back into his good graces. And while he was a long way off, see, we got a long way off, Father, who's always watching. He's always looking. And he saw him coming and then filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him so you don't have to get it together this month i came across a young man who was standing in the rain it was a saturday morning i usually come up here to the church not every saturday either friday or saturday and work on my message finish things up and I was coming over here, and I saw this, this guy standing in the rain. And I drove by, but I forgot something. And I came back, and he was still standing in the rain. And I stopped, and I said, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm waiting on a ride to work. They haven't showed up. I said, where, where do you work at? And he told me, and I said, okay, I'll give you a ride. I gave him a ride to work. And this is not about me. I'm better at making fun of myself than I am talking about how good I am or anything like that but well, anyway last week I'm coming home from work I see this same guy he's walking down the road he's walked home from work walked home miles listen miles 
I rode by him, made sure it's him, turned around, picked him up. We were talking, I'd learned his story. And I asked him, I said, are you getting ready for Christmas? He said, we're not celebrating Christmas this year. So we've had some deaths in the family, he said, we're not, we're not doing it. And then he said this. He said, I'm just going to buy some stuff for myself, though. So that's what we do. We try to manufacture it. We try to think, I'll get it together. I'll get it together. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hear me, you don't have to do it. And this is a side note to the story. Leslie and I took him some stuff anonymously and put it on his porch because I wanted him to have something for Christmas. But bigger than that, you don't have to do better. You don't have to try harder. You don't have to get it together. All you have to do is let Jesus love you because his love's what you've been looking for all along. He's what you've been looking for. Your whole life, he's loved you. In your good times, your bad times, in your storms, your mistakes, when you've turned your back on him, if you have, listen, he's never stopped loving you. And see, the Christmas story is beautiful. It is so beautiful. And there are angels, and there's a miracle birth. And there are dreams and visions, and shepherds and wise men, and gifts and singing. But this baby Jesus was going to grow up to be a man. And this man was going to shoulder a cross. And he was going to be nailed to it. And he was going to pay the penalty for your sins and my sins so that we could be forgiven. Because he loves us. See, Jesus brings hope. He brings peace. He brings joy. And he brings love. And all you have to do is place your trust in Jesus. My son Mitchell was talking to somebody. telling them about placing their faith in Jesus and they said, is it really that simple? Can I share something with you? It is. It's that simple. It is just, it's the craziest thing in the world. You place your faith in Jesus Christ. Let him love you. And you don't worry about working, doing better, trying harder, getting it together. You just follow him and he loves you. And so, there's a scripture from 1 John. And it says that God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world. So that we might have eternal life through Him. And then these four words right here stuck out to me. That this is real love. It's not that we've loved God. It's not anything we've done or anything we can do. But it's that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take the place of our sins. And so, what if this Christmas you placed your faith in Jesus Christ? You've got a connect card there. And I would like to walk you through it. It's going to take just a couple of minutes. Kenan's going to play. There are three people here tonight. 
There are people who could possibly accept Christ. There are people here who already believe and people here who are considering it. What if you took your Connect card and if you'd like to accept Christ, you just wrote A on the card. Put your name on it you write A on it. You put the information you're comfortable with. We'll follow up with you. Love to talk to you about it. That you're going to accept Christ. And if you're a B, maybe maybe you've believed in Jesus. Maybe maybe you've believed in him for a long time. But man, he just you just kind of wandered. Just you know, as you, you've been looking for him. Maybe you just write B. I'm believing. I'm believing again. Or maybe you're here tonight and you're C. You're, just, you're not sure. You're considering it. It's okay. Listen, we've all been there. We're considering it. I'm just considering. It. But I'd like to talk to somebody. Man, we'd love to talk. And so I'm going to walk you through each one of these. I ask you to bow your heads and walk through each, each one of these and just say a prayer. And then after you're done with your Connect card and the way out, you're going to drop it in a basket. We're going to follow up with you. So let's pray together. Father, first of all, I thank you that you love us. You know everything about us. You know when every wrong thing that we've done, every wrong thing we're still going to do. And you've never stopped loving us. You are the love that we've been looking for. And so, Lord, I pray for the person here today that's going to write on their card in simple A, saying, I'm accepting you tonight. I'm placing my trust in you. And if you're that person, I'm going to ask you to silently pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to save me. I'm believing that you've always loved me. And I'm following you today. And then, Lord, I pray for those here today that they've been believers maybe their whole life. But maybe they've drifted, they've wandered, maybe they're, they've walked in here tonight, maybe disillusioned, just wondering, what's wrong? What am I missing? What's missing? And Lord, I pray for them that are saying, I'm believing again. And I pray for them, Father, if you're praying tonight, you're believing, you just pray this prayer. Father, I believe in that you sent Jesus for me. And that you are with me and you are for me. And I'm trusting you again. And then I pray, Lord, for those who are considering that they're not sure for whatever reason, and it's okay, we've, we've, we've all been there. But I'm going to pray for them too. And if you're, if you're a C, you're going to write C on your card. I just want you to pray with me. God, I'm not sure. But I pray that you would reveal yourself to me. I pray that you would speak to me and I would know. And so, Lord, we lift these decisions up to you. Trusting that you love us and have our best interests in mind at all times. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. The last candle we're going to light is the, the candle in the center, which is the Jesus candle. And from it, we will light the candles in the room symbolically 
showing that once Christ's light is shown, it goes everywhere, it spreads everywhere to your life. And so, Hamel, I'll get you to go ahead and light that candle. And then Kenan and Allie are going to sing Silent Night. Would you stand with us? <laughs>